Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Chingo Bling. Have you noticed that we're back at war? Gas prices are up, inflation out the wazoo, the cost of goods. What the hell is going on? We try to make sense of it on this show. We try to bring that common sense. We try to cut through all the propaganda and the BS and give you the trill spill. But if I were to believe it, this is Red Pill Tamales and the show is blowing up. We're reaching more people thanks to listeners like you who put your shoulder to the wheel and contribute directly. Patreon.com forward slash Red Pill Tamales. You get multiple shows a week. You get access to the Discord and you get access to Rob G's uh, illustrious voice. That's right. Every week, four days a week. Patreon.com forward slash Red Pill Tamales. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to RPT, Red Pill Tamales. This is RPT season number 13. This is the 13th dozen. Fresh out the four pack. Episode number 147. It is Wednesday, 6 April, year of our Lord, 2022. I'm your host, Chingo Blingo, with the big tamarindo, the ghetto vaquero, el rey de four plate of Versace Mariachi, the tamale kingpin, the masa messiah. And we have Oof. the one man, Oof. the one man band, the, the hardest band. producer in all the land. Hey. Producer Rob. Hey, fist bump. Oh, way over there from your long desk. I know, man. I got a longer desk than Putin hey. in this bitch. Good to see you. It's been a while. Brother, it has been a debacle. It has been an airport debacle. This shit was, dude, I was like Tom Hanks stuck at the airport. I made friends at the airport. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. How long were you stuck? Uh, hours, bro. Hours and hours and hours. So, so, so let me just get y'all a quick recap before we go into all the high blood pressure, fucking sure. all the Supreme Court pedophilia and rigged election. Oh, I don't know if we can oh, say that. Alleged. 2020? I gotta watch yeah. it tonight. It's out already? It's out. It came out yesterday. So, guys, we're dropping this on the 6th because of all the time that you've been out of town. Mm-hmm. You're going to get your episode tonight. It's all in the, in the Discord. If you're not a part of the Patreon, they were like, man, I'm listening to Her Lounge, but where's your uh, RPT? So it'll be out this evening. Yeah, guys, I have been crisscrossing the nation. I actually have to leave. Uh, I got here. I arrived yesterday. And I'm going to give you all the quick recap of all my travel adventures. Yeah. But... um. I got to leave again, 4.30 in the morning. I got to leave my house. You know, it's hard out here for a pimp. Stand-up comedians, boy, we're really just fucking... Delivered as promised. Right. Chingo Bling showing up. Delivered as promised. Um, We're like professional travelers. We do more traveling than anything. Yeah. That's really what I do for a living. I get paid to travel. True. It's a fucking pain in the ass. But um, So shout out to everybody came out to West Palm Beach, legalized freedom tour. Uh, It was great. I was a little nervous. Y'all had me a little nervous, but motherfuckers in West Palm are last minute. They all want to walk up last minute. And a shout out to my boy Midnight. I missed him so much. Uh, me and my brother hung out in the green room. I was trying to catch up and take a nap if I could. Uh, him and his wife went to the beach. And um, so shout out to my boy Midnight. And then we uh, met a new comedian, uh, Puerto Rican dude from Florida, uh, Jay Moreno. Uh, so that was fun, man. Uh, shout out to everybody who came out to West Palm. And uh, coming up next, we have Tacoma, Washington, April 7th. Well, by the time this comes out, yeah, it'll yeah. be like, get it tomorrow. Nashville, Tennessee, April 14th. Corpus Christi, May 5th through the 7th. Arlington, Texas, May 12th through the 15th. New Braunfels, Texas, May 20th. Lubbock, May 22nd. Bryan College Station, two shows, May 28th. San Angelo, Texas, June 3rd. San Angelo, I'll see you. Odessa, shout out to the Permian Basin. All my people from Midland, come through. Odessa, Texas. Hector Theater, June 4th. Austin, Texas, June 9th at Cap City Comedy Club, which my boy Bryson, man, they uh, postponed his show because the club is still 
getting ready to open up damn so yeah man there's been a lot of delays but shout out to them keeping stand-up alive keeping free speech alive all the tour dates are on chingobling.com we also have albuquerque el paso irvine california ontario cali denver okc chicago chirac chaganistan <laughs> more motherfuckers got shot in chicago than they did in afghanistan ain't that about a bitch boy we're gonna pray for everybody man shout out to the troops phoenix arizona as well san jose brea oxnard san anto san antonio 210 chrome city don't uh tone city come through land of the chrome tone city addison texas i'll see you there chingobling.com for your tickets now let's talk about the debacle let's talk about it so before i did west palm uh i got to fly into um I landed in West Palm, rented a car, had to go to Miami, and reconnected with my buddy DJ Robin from back in the day, bro, when, when uh, Pitbull was on the come up. He was a young pup, and uh, we were just all youngsters going to the club, trying to get known, and the stories, the catching up. Uh, we were at Pitbull's new facility, uh, beautiful studio, multiple rooms, a lot of talent, hungry, in there cooking up. That was amazing, bro, to be at the factory. Yeah. And I asked my boy Robin, I was like, so is this studio open to the public? Because there's so many production rooms. There's like different and they're all like really cool. Each room has like its own vibe. Uh, apparently that studio had been there for years and uh, Pitt scooped it up when it was up for sale. But um, it was super cool to be there and, uh, you know, be in the factory, you know. Is it just for his talent or is it open to the public? That, oh, yeah, that was the thing. That was my question. Thank you for bringing me back. My boy Robin is like, it's really just for like him and his affiliates. Wow. And if like maybe John Travolta's daughter wants to cut a single or something, like friends. That's so fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my boy Robin, he uh, he's very creative. He made some art that was uh, up on one of the walls. And he's like, this is the second print because the first one, John Travolta liked it so much. He took it and it's somewhere in one of Travolta's cribs. And I had to go print another one and put it up. When you were there, was it just y'all or was it like other people doing it? <clears> there thing? were a couple other people. Uh, Pitbull's percussionist, Papayo, uh, had showed up. He was working in one of the rooms. And everybody was cooking up. So, dude, this was so amazing, bro, to be able to go from room to room. Like, mm. what y'all working on? Come listen to what we working on. That was the coolest shit. When me and DJ Robin were working on a very uh, top secret track uh, featuring a very, very famous friend of mine. <laughs> And um and he'd be like, yo, we got to go call the, the engineer and the, the producer for another room and come check out what we're working on, get the feedback. It just reminded me of like when you hear stories about how P. Diddy had all these producers under one roof, right. the, the hit makers or whatever. But anyway, um, that was super cool. And then uh, we did the show in West Palm the next day. Now, my next obligation after that, the next uh, really cool thing I had to do was get to San Antonio and go perform, do 15 minutes of jokes and stuff at uh, the, the uh, TLC, Texas Latino Conservatives event, which so was... Mm -hmm. Now we're on Tuesday. So you, your show was Sunday. The studio session was on Monday. And then you had no, to be no, in San Antonio No, no, no. Tuesday? Yeah, it was studio first. Okay, I, studio. I, when I landed in West Palm. Okay. I, I landed in West Palm, got my hair cut. Shout out to uh, All In Barbershop. And then checked into the hotel real quick. Already had the rental car. And then I had to uh, basically pick up a Cuban sandwich and shoot down to Miami to do the studio session. We mm. were in there from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. So after 2 a.m., had to drive my ass back to the hotel in West Palm. Mm. So now I'm getting home at like 3.30. A debacle, wow. a debacle. So anyway, after West Palm and Miami and all that, um, you know, I was supposed to fly from West Palm, stop in Atlanta, from Atlanta. I know this is getting very chingo chats, right? But from Atlanta to Houston, and in the morning, my wife and I were going to drive to San Antonio for the Texas Latino Conservatives. And um, now it gets very RPT-ish. Yeah, lunchy on. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to get there, y'all. I'm just letting y'all know where the fuck I've been. 
Real quick, you know, we just can't go das, raw dog straight into the politics, straight into the blood pressure. <laughs> if you don't like this part, fast forward a little bit, but we are humans. Um, so anyway, very excited to go speak at the TLC Luncheon, and it was a daytime event at a museum, very classy. Uh, you know, they still had churros and enchiladas and shit, but it was on a nice little plate and stuff. And uh, the governor was, you know, scheduled to be there. I'm like, all right, Governor Abbott's going to be there. I was like, how appropriate do I need to keep it? At the end of the day, I'm me. Uh, my opinions do not reflect upon Governor Abbott, TLC, producer Rob even. <laughs> uh, You're a professional what? Shit talker. And at the end of the day, I got to be me, man. I can't, I'm not like all of a sudden, you know, a cheerleader for any particular party. Or You know, I'm still chingo bling. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm not just, you know, one thing. You yeah. Know, you might see me at jujitsu class on a Tuesday night. Uh, I have many, many interests in things. But yeah, I definitely wanted to be a part of this and, and try to help bring out you know, the young Latinos, if possible, some Mexican-Americans um, of all ages. Just I wanted to just see what the response would be. And uh, so we're in San Antonio. Boom. Uh, I did my thing. Kept it slightly inappropriate. Otherwise, shit ain't funny. Right. And I had them going. I was saying some inappropriate stuff. And I was, psh, bro, I was ragging on Biden. I was just going in, talking about all kinds of stuff. And it looked like a standing ovation to me. Like, a lot of people stood up. What? Pretty much everybody stood up. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. In the daytime at a museum, standing up? Wow. I'll take it. Because <laughs> I don't begin standing up. Me and I I don't begin standing up all the time. I'm not a black belt like that. So, uh, so now, you know, Abbott, you know, Governor Abbott shouted me out. He was up there like, yo, you know, Texas, man. Like, people, he was saying, like, Latinos are about faith, family, freedom. You know, they don't want you to go on TV and say, damn right, we're going to take your guns. He's like, yeah. Bethel shot himself in the foot, you know, with that one. With his airsoft gun. Yeah, I was like, hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, write that down. Uh, I'm going to need that for the next uh, you, you speaking engagement. You got it. <clears throat> and um, so anyway, it was great. I got to meet the governor. Um, he shouted me out on stage. He's like, yo, Chingo just finished saying, you know, basically, it's just an exciting time in our country in terms of like to me it feels like david and goliath sometimes you know and not to get all like spiritual warfare on us and everything but a lot of the topics that we're having to address these days bro are so interesting because it's like okay why is disney a company that owns abc you know they put on the oscars they they own espn they own marvel a lot of their movies have been going more and more woke you know and it's like, okay, we get it. This company is, is starting to have these values more out in the open, right? And for them to be so vocal against, a, you know, Florida DeSantis' mm -hmm. bill, the anti-grooming law, where basically, if you're from kindergarten to third, the teachers don't need to be all up in your grill about no queer theory and rhetoric. You know okay, what I mean? groomers. These motherfuckers could barely, <laughs> excuse my language, they're barely able to teach the kids uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic, but right. they focus on rhetoric. So it, it just makes you look at it like, okay, is it a coincidence that this Supreme Court judge, the best y'all could do is find this woman who is soft on these sick, sick crimes. You know, apparently that whole industry, bro, is like, I've heard figures. I don't know what that dollar amount is, mm -hmm. but she gave these people a slap on the wrist. Some people that they, you know, they, uh, she was told that these folks by experts, she was told by experts. These are the folks that be reoffending. These are the folks that are part of this industry where there's a, apparently it's like, 
I heard like a billion dollar industry where it leads to kids getting snatched up and stolen in Southeast Asia and in Mexico and a lot of these vulnerable types of places where they start to target kids, do all kinds of disgusting things. And then now there's this trading going on with films or whatever. Right. She gave him a slap on the wrist. So now you start to take a step back and be like, why of all this, all the people y'all could have found to be black female democrat or liberal whatever like i'm sure y'all could have found some uh, somebody else that didn't have all these cases bro or just anybody how about that right i mean yeah Any qualifying I'm, I'm, figure exactly what, what i'm trying to say is how is this not the biggest blemish on the way you judge and the way you vote and then how you have these these republicans who voted in favor of her to approve it yeah yeah, like there's, uh, like Mitt Romney is a perfect example. And there was somebody else who they voted, uh, like Mitt Romney, for example, he voted against her when she was up for the uh, appellate court, like the DC appellate court. Mm-hmm. And now, I think as of yesterday, said that he was going to vote to confirm her for the Supreme Court justice. And then you had someone else, I can't remember who, which Republican it was, who voted um, against her for the appellate court or for her for the appellate court and now voting against her for the Supreme Court. So it went the other way around. And Joy, Joy Reid was doing a whole, you know, rant about how. Well, what is it that changed, you know, in just uh, a year's time, a year and a half's time where you voted for yes for the appellate court, but you're voting no for the, and then they they forget to report anything about what we've been talking about on RPT. It is very unfortunate to um, people who consume leftist uh, corporate legacy media, yeah. which have obviously, in my opinion, been captured, hijacked, corrupted, rotten to the core yeah you know especially when it comes to subjects like these bro like you're a lot of them push the false narrative of like it's a don't say gay that's really that's free speech and now i'm hearing that it was mayor new york uh new york mayor adams eric adams supposedly he bought some billboards in florida oh bro we have uh, so we're gonna do a whole episode on new york and california coming up okay yeah because we're knocking out several episodes today because my bitch ass has back on the road fly, fly to tacoma and i ain't finished mentioning man when i went from West Palm to Atlanta, and I was supposed to go Atlanta to Houston, then drive to San Antonio, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. We land in Atlanta for the quick layover, and they're like, hey guys, uh, apparently we're already on the plane getting ready to leave Atlanta. I'm thinking I'm going to Houston. Hey guys, if y'all want to get off and stretch your legs, because uh, we're going to be here probably for another 45 minutes. Apparently the landing lights on the, la- on the tarmac in Houston aren't working, and they want to get those fixed first because we can't land. There's no way, not even in the daytime. They said... All right, so I get off. Every, a lot of people stayed on. Uh, another announcement, we're going to go ahead and get everybody off. Uh, flight's canceled. And now I'm thinking, these motherfuckers got hacked, and they ain't telling nobody. Mm. Right? Because of the light thing. I was like, so now I'm stuck in Atlanta, like Tom Hanks, for hours and hours and hours, sweating, thinking I'm not going to make it to San Antonio. These, these motherfuckers, they canceled my Atlanta to Houston, and they don't want to give me the money back. So my wife is uh, on my ass. So yeah, that's gonna be another debacle, right? A debacles on top of debacles. So I had had a, I landed in San Antonio. Long story short, I had to go buy a flight, buy a whole nother flight from Delta, last minute. On top of the one they canceled, and they're like, they're not me, refunding. They're giving me the runaround. Like, uh, well, we rebooked you uh, for Wednesday, Atlanta to San Antonio. I'm like, bro, I already did San Antonio. I'm in Houston now. Damn. <laughs> but anyway, I rebooked you for days later. Yeah, they said they had to do that just so that I'm in the system and it'll be make it easier to cancel. But now apparently that flight was only $85. So now they're like, here's $85. And we're like, bro, we pay way more than that. Damn. But anyway, I land, here's my point. I land in San Antonio like at 1 a.m. 
and I'm and I'm kind of groggy and out of it, and I, I'm trying to charge my phone. I got my luggage, and I'm looking around. I was like, there are a lot of people camping out right now at the airport, and I'm like, are they, are they here that early for their AM flight? And I'm like, wait a minute, because I'm like, man, they got us out here like refugees, and then I'm like, <gasps> these motherfuckers are refugees. Like they had the little envelopes, like oh, really? like dudes. You could just tell they're like aggressive. Some of their body language, like you could just sometimes tell mm-hmm. that motherfuckers ain't from around here. You could just tell. Uh, some of the little girls laying on the floor with I don't know who that was, big sister or mom, and their hair was all like matted, and people just look like I'm like, oh, are these Haitians over here? And who are them Ukrainians over there? Are them Afghanis? Like you're just like, oh shit. Here's the kicker. Cause you know I'm not I'm not uh, xenophobic by no means by no means but but when you start to talk to the employees at the airport like hey man how many refugees y'all got right now the dude's like too many <laughs> and I was like word and then he says well their contract is gonna be uh, wrapping up soon so we're expecting like a thousand people a night here coming up in a few weeks and I was like whose contract like an NGO yeah, right? an NGO uh, fucking basically they're playing travel agent right. The immigration is is uh, welcome. What is it like reception center? Mm-hmm. The cartels are what tour guide or travel agent, and then and then these NGOs are the damn tour guides. So and I told the guys like we're paying for all these flights. We're paying for these hotels to get taken up and turned into uh, refugee camps that we can't even book ourselves now. Yeah, we can't book them now. And here's the kicker: now I'm in the Uber, right? This is all still fresh on my mind. I got to tell somebody. <laughs> so it's a short drive from the airport to the hotel. And I'm, I mentioned to the Uber driver. I was like, bro, yo, I'm tripping right now. He's like, oh, what's up, man? He's, I'm like, dude, it was so trippy to see all these people that are about to get flown out everywhere. And I was like, these like, I just called them refugees because I don't know what else to refer to them as. But the guy got really, really triggered. He was like, um... <sighs> I don't know how to feel about this. My mom's a refugee She's from Mexico. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, Mexicans don't be refugees. <laughs> and I was like, hey, man. I said, she probably gave me a bad review on my shit. And I'm like, hey, pal, uh, both of my parents are from Mexico, too. All I'm saying is a lot of people don't know what's going on. And I couldn't get into Title 42 and fentanyl and, and human trafficking <laughs> with him. He was already triggered. Dude, long story short, he pulls up and like damn near... Kicks me to the curb like Will Smith, like God, like born in West Philadelphia. Like he just pulled up in Bel Air, chunked you out. Hey, home, smell you later. Like he zoom in his van. Try to run over your foot. Yeah, bro. So get ready, y'all. Title forty two, May twenty third. I mean, the border is already getting overrun in Yuma and everywhere else, and and communities like Carrizo Springs, Uvalde, all these Texas communities. Because you know, the governor about he's about to be going up against Beto O'Rourke, mm-hmm. right? Real quick, guys, you know, we're all about optimizing over here. We like to have energy. We want you to have energy. We want you to be as focused as possible because we got a lot of work to do. Y'all know we dealing with a lot of stuff in this day and age. So Rob brought this product to my attention. It's called Magic Mind. I tasted it. It has matcha in it, adaptogens, a little bit of turmeric, ashwagandha. Man, it is a herbal supplement. Bro, I enjoyed it so much that I'm hooked on it, and I want everybody to check out Magic Mind. You could do more and stress less. What all stuff, man? It got like 12 active ingredients, bro. Yeah, the matcha, the adaptogens, the nootropics, the honey, 
I absolutely loved it. Before I even produced uh, introduced it to you, I went ahead and tried it. Did like a little seven day run like they recommend. Loved it. Told you to try it. You loved it. I got my wife to try it. She wakes up and says, please have my Magic Mind ready next to my coffee. Fantastic. Awesome. You can mm -hmm. take it alongside your coffee or replace your morning caffeine with it alone. Mental clarity, sustainable, it tastes really good, mm -hmm. and it does what it says it's going to do. Yeah, like matcha already gives you a nice little buzz, but once you talk about nootropics and nootropics, bro, you get a little mind this is me personal experience right mm -hmm. this ain't no fda approved what i'm saying right here but it gives you a little mind buzz a nice little focus mind rush and i absolutely love it we're gonna hook you up we got a deal for you when you go to magicmind.co forward slash chingo that's right you get a deal all right they set it up to where the listeners could get a deal you put in chingo 20 mm -hmm. at checkout and that's gonna give you 20 percent off because we want you to try it get your first order save some money and see how focused you could get back to the show so we're going to call Greg Gregorio, right? Since we want, you know what I'm saying? Since Beto want to be over there having a nickname. Gregorio. <laughs> but all this is happening on our border. And, and they're going to try to get Abbott on that freeze thing, right? That's right. going to be the main thing because Texas Monthly already got ahead of it. They put him on the cover and they were just, you know, trying to rag on him about that whole, that whole situation. So... Where were we before I got into my travel debacles? Well, we're, we're going to kick off. We're talking about Katanji Brown, and then we're going to get into some <clears> of the stories for, for this episode. But if you're new to the podcast, if you haven't listened, maybe this is your first episode. If you go back just to 146, the episode before this that came out on uh, the previous Monday, we had Chief Roy Villarreal on the podcast, who's a 30-year retired uh, or a 30-plus year retired border agent chief. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes into it in pretty good detail. He was on for just a good 15, 20-minute uh, segment, and if you're unfamiliar with it, or if you want to hear from somebody who's lived in that experience, who knows a lot about it, go back and listen to it, and then share that as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, also keep in mind, we we release new episodes on Monday now of RPT. If you're yeah. part of the Patreon, and the uh, los patrones, yeah, um, sugerieron un capítulo en español because we got to do this outreach, you know. And a lot of people in the Discord, uh, I forget who it was. It was in a, one of the rooms. I think it might have been the writing room. Mm -hmm. In the Discord, shout out to the patrons, members of the Thea. And they were all pretty much everybody. Yeah, Jess Tear, shout out to Jess Tear. Put this on the camera. Um, she made us our own little coconuts. <laughs> she made us our own little coconuts. Look at this. Why does yours look like Mario though? Hey man, she did a good job making. She did a great job. Plush coconuts. That's so cool, bro. It's almost like we got our own action figure. That's we have true. Plush. You're covering the face of yours. I know, but I just had to turn oh, around. Oh, because the hat's, the hat's backwards. backwards. Ah. You think, man, maybe we can manufacture these. For the, <laughs> you want to buy some plush toys? We'll make, give them to the kids. As give long as kids. it doesn't come from China. No, we'll make our own. But you know what, though? From a Monito standpoint, like this looks like a cool uh, desk. Yeah, it's like a beanie Coconut. Baby. Yeah, yeah. It's like a stress ball slash sepa la madre. But she did a great job sewing these. Uh, yeah, very very creative dress. members of the Thea. Yeah. So very resourceful. Exactly. So I'm going to have this on my desk. And y'all, if you know, you know. Be like, what's that on his desk? It's a coconut, motherfucker. <laughs> so they suggested we do a Spanish episode. Right. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, I want to have Marisol on that one so she can correct me in real time. I, when, when, they when they mentioned that, I thought, you know, I don't know if he even has a ton, but we just had him form with Anthony on. And he used to do that before he started working with El American. Uh, he had his podcast where he would make a concerted effort to do as much Spanish breakdowns as possible. Uh, He's pretty good about it. That's a man. That's a great idea. And we'll figure it out. Even if it becomes um, individual clips, clips or individual like short mini episodes yeah, where we're just, segments. yeah, where it's like, for example, if um, 
I want to print like almost like a picture of my babysitter just put it in the chair so I can mentally think to myself or like my parents or somebody like mentally think to myself who I'm talking yep, to. Yep. And let's just say we made a 15 minute hit where it's just about the Supreme Court justice and like what are her values? Do your values align with her values? Because at the end of the day, the tactics of the left, which is something that we're going to be talking about more and more right that's right. one of the recurring subjects is like this party went from oh they're just democrats you know to oh well they're liberals and oh they're progressive now they socialists you know what i mean a good direction to start would also be if you go back to your email and pull out that pamphlet that they sent remember that yeah the, that the side by side yeah and then actually just go like bullet point by bullet point with what's actually transpired and what we talked about was a potential to transpire and be like look yeah. try to warn you again yeah, basically like a little hit, like a mini, like a PragerU type clip, yeah. where it's specifically about a thing, like, ¿Qué es Título 42? You know what I mean? Título 42 es. Or, y tenemos que hablar así para que los entiendan. Sí, y vamos a decir, ¿Y es cierto que el gobernador de Florida quiere que no digan gay? Falso. <laughs> Falso. I don't even know what I can or can't say even in Falso. Spanish. Oh, uh, what do you mean? Uh, when you're like, ¿Qué no quiere decir gay? You oh. want to say something in Spanish. Oh, the like, J word, the rhymes of moto? Yeah, you know. Whatever, whatever, pick your word. You know, I don't even know what you can say in Spanish. Like, what's off and what's not off limits? Well, that's the thing, though. From a from a woke cultural standpoint, has wokeness... <laughs> check this out, bro. The degree of wokeness that has penetrated first generation or just old school traditionalist Mexican-Americans or Mexicans, whatever. Um, the degree is different. Like, in regular... America, like, oh my God, I go to U of H. Like, oh my God, I got into UT. Like these kids who, no Sabo. You know, <laughs> it's like the woke, no Sabo kids <clears throat> are going to be the destruction of our country. Unfortunately, they didn't put them in trades, you know, like myself. I don't know shit. They put them, you know, these parents work hard and sacrifice. This is, this is the Greek tragedy of it all. You have the sons, like first generation uh, Mexican-Americans whose parents came from Mexico, um, and then the, the first generation bilingual, mm -hmm. they work hard, maybe they got a, they work hard, they got like, an el they're electricians, or they're, you know, carpenters, they save up this money, you know, and they send their kids off with, you know, the, some loans and scholarships and good hard work and sweat, and boom, mija went to University of Arizona, or wherever, these big, you know, they go to UCAL, whatever, and then they get indoctrinated and brainwashed. They get them this liberal arts, weird social science theory crap. They come out, don't know how to do shit, but they're woke as fuck. It's like perfect for the World Economic Forum. It's like you're going to eat your cricket pace, your lentils, you're going to ride public transportation, you will own nothing, and you're going to be happy. Dude, okay. And we do have some stories to get to, but if we don't get to them, we'll get to them on a leather episode that we're going to do today anyway. Also. Let's dive in, <clears throat> brother. But before we do... I was listening to Tim Dillon. I don't even know if he said this knowing how, like, I, at least in my opinion, it was a pretty profound statement, mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, when you look at politics and, and all these people that are in, all these dinosaurs that are in there, right? Like, I had to look up, because I knew it was a long time ago, but do you, remember, do you know how old Joe Biden was when he got into politics? <sighs> like 40? No, he was 29. I love it. He became... Uh, he's he been in there forever, bro. He this was is elected, a swamp creature. Dude, he was elected to U.S. Senate from Delaware in 1972 at the age of 29. He was a He senator. was the youngest. Yeah, I think he like broke a record. Yeah. And Ahora pobrecito, he's like wandering around. You see bro. that video yeah, of... of uh, not Kamala. They was on Obama and yeah, Kamala. Kamala. Yeah, it was yeah, him and, and uh, fucking Obama. Pobrecito, right? bro. He was just wandering. It made you feel bad, he's didn't it? He's staring at the flag. He's just... And then he goes... He does this thing. You saw him? He's like... 
Like where the fuck he's do I go? He's kind of like trying to reach out to him. He's, 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 he's grabbing Barack's shoulder or Barry, uh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sir, what's his name, President? Barry. Uh, yeah, he's grabbing on his shoulder. Hey, hey, hey. It's almost like they're in the VIP and he ain't getting no liquor. <laughs> he ain't getting no liquor and no, none of the chicks are on him. He's just in the corner like, it's your release. It's your album release party. Yeah. But everybody's on this guy who just dropped a mixtape. DJ. Give yeah. us attention. Yeah, DJ. Where's, where's the spotlight? Where's the bouncer at? I'm what? the president. He's not the president. Yeah. He's talking through the earpiece in my ear. And you got the Titanic music playing in the background. Dude. So anyway, the point was that, so Tim Dillon's talking about these old people, right? And somewhere in there, somehow he uses a phrase, what people aren't really realizing is that we're inheriting the earth, meaning our generation, our, our people, like we are, the people right now, like think of the 29 year olds in 2022. And let's say they start a political career from 29 until they're 100 years old. How old is Joe? He's 80, right? I think so. Yeah. I think he's 80, 80, early 80s, I believe, if not a little, a little bit older. And uh, it's that time where like, it's either going to be a podcast like this that shifts your perspective, or it's a podcast like you know Don Lemon's, if he's doing it for C- uh, CNN Plus, it's going to shift and, and like push you in a certain direction. And I know it sounds kind of weird to say like a podcast is going to make you think a whole different way. But yes, it can. Like, we know that it can. Yeah, persuasion and influence. Yeah, right. And it's just about how you uh, present the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it's, it was really weird to think because you're right. Like, our gener- our us and then basically our kids are inheriting the earth in a whole new way that politics are going to be radically different, you know, one way or the other. <laughs> um, I, believe, I believe we're going to go ahead and homeschool um, our three-year-old for as long as possible. Yeah. And the best persuasion the best argument for homeschooling i've ever heard Mm -hmm. is you will be you have the opportunity to be your child's main influence Mm -hmm. instead of the variety of influences and rhetoric and agendas they're going to experience when they're out Uh, because they don't have cameras in the classroom right you know and you don't know i'm not saying all teachers are groomers and i'm not saying all gay people are groomers and i'm not saying that every every third grade teacher is adamantly making their kids question their gender and and all this but we are hearing reports about planned parenthood setting up shop within the school nursing uh area in these schools in california right to where they're gonna have a a trans pipeline Mm -hmm. you know but um when it comes to you know these conversations it's like man this information has to get out because you know these elections are going to have consequences if dude if Bethel O'Rourke you know what I mean has his way <clears throat> we know that's why we can't have these uh non-transparent elections etc right we, we can't afford to have that but I guarantee you man if Bethel had his way and if the the far left the ones that are all about censorship, the ones that are triggered that Elon Musk has become Twitter's largest shareholder. They're so against free speech. If these people have their way, if these little commies have their way, you will have Planned Parenthood all up in your schools. You're going to have critical race theory all up in your classroom. They're going to be trying to groom in the classroom. And that alone, bro, like, I know I'm busy with touring, but there is too much at stake with our young generation. And it's like, we are, we're gonna have to make sure we're our main influence for our kids. That's I mean that's a great reason. Hey, imagine I just thought about this. Imagine if there's a staffer for uh, Governor Abbott's uh, office that it has like their duty is to listen to the podcast and get familiar with it. I think a lot of people who heard me on stage yesterday are gonna be curious yeah. and at least check out 15 minutes, and they're for probably sure. gonna fast forward and be like, he's just talking about his flight getting canceled in <laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> hey, you're gonna have to fast forward about 20 minutes to me get some shit off my chest, Southwest. And, and my wife's on my ass. She's like, we got to call him after this. And woo-dee-woo-dee-woo. But uh, I guarantee you, bro, like, 
and I need to do a better job of announcing my podcast on stage and, and find a way to incorporate it. Um, obviously in this scenario, I knew I was in front of a lot of new people and, um, you know, I, I wasn't the headliner. I had the sweet spot, just 15 minutes, boom, boom. And I just knew that if anybody was going to be open to this kind of podcast where we just try to find what's, what's real. Yeah. We just trying to find the truth. Like, you know, I want to read the the bill from Florida. I heard it's only seven pages. That's yeah. the only reason I'm telling y'all on air that I'm probably going to read the motherfucker. <laughs> if this shit was 365,000 pages, no, I'm not going to lie hey, to well, you. Hey, well, guess what? You're in good company because uh, our congressmen and women aren't reading it anyway if it's super long. Yeah, if they're thousands of pages. No, they cannot. Uh, it's ridiculous. But uh, but yeah, man, Elon Musk has become Twitter's largest shareholder. Yeah. You know how much he purchased? How much it cost him for that? Uh, how much? It was $2.8 billion. Almost $3 billion just to own 9.2%. Yep. Just, just that's the price tag on trying to save a little bit of free speech. Like, check this out, Rob. I named my tour last year the Freedom of Speech Tour. Mm-hmm. Everybody, a lot of people thought like, eh, why? What's, that's, not even, what, that's not even at stake. That's not even really being attacked right now. What can't you say, Chingo? These are private companies. But now... You're seeing like employees from Twitter are like, ah, this is an outrage that Elon Musk and now Washington Post, uh, all these people trying to do hit pieces on Elon Musk to paint a narrative that this is a prime example of when billionaire oligarchs, it's like, oh, now it's about billionaire oligarchs, dude, exactly. Mr. Let's not talk about Mark Zuckerberg breaking all kind of laws and rules and ethics and morals and code to put his finger on the scale for these mail-in ballot boxes. Even before Elon got in there, like, who were the other, like, the Jack Dorsey before he tweeted, did you see what he tweeted out, at, like, the day after Elon Musk bought the share? No, but I heard that, go ahead. I, I Go ahead, I'm, I'm no, trying to I, let me find it real quick. I'll give you the paraphrase of what I what I caught wind of um, when I wasn't dealing with Delta Airlines and Southwest <laughs> Airlines. It's the, basically, I heard that he was kind of apologizing for the effect that their actions and big tech Yes, uh, here it is. The days of using, uh, the days of uh, Usenet, IRC, the web, even email with PGP were amazing, Jack Dorsey said in a tweet over the weekend. Um, centralizing, okay, this is very important. Centralizing discovery and uh, identity into corporations really damaged the internet. I really am uh, partially to blame and I regret it. Getting ahead of something? Something, right? Uh, dude, you know what Scott Adams been tweeting? He's He's been saying... I can't wait to see what happens when Elon Musk wants to start digging around and clicking around uh, now that he has a little bit more access and more say to how they're look under the hood. How does their algorithm really work? Are y'all really silencing conservative voices? Like the minute you step away from the narrative, you're throttling and shadow banning. And Scott Adams said, I took the liberty to go check my um, my follower count because he his hypothesis was they were going to start cleaning up some things in the algorithm before Elon and his crew get a chance to go snoop around. So he's mm-hmm. like, oh, he said, lo and behold, all of a sudden, after a whole year of a plateau, all of a sudden I have a spike. He's like, I gained thousands of uh, followers. Did you just see this video? Yeah, this is Project Veritas showing everybody that's been suspended. Trump, Alex Jones, Nero, I don't know who that is, ALX, Laura Loomer, Eric Spracklin. MTG Green, Roger Stone, Martin Shkreli, War Room Pandemic, Steve Bannon, General Flynn, Real Mike Lindell, Ali Dewis, uh, Carpa Don, uh, I can't keep Dude, up, DC, DC Drano, Drano, 
I can't spell some of these names. Oh, uh, Dr. Malone. Gateway Pundit. James O'Keefe. Project Veritas. It's fucking Info World. InfoWars. Come on, man. Come on, Twitter. Get off the boo-boo. Get off the boo-boo, Twitter. And I said it on stage, bro. I was in front of all conservative Republican folk saying, why are they trying to silence me? And I get it. Like, sometimes I post memes and sometimes... <laughs> but some of this shit's stupid. I'll get a strike. Most of it is stupid. I mean, no. I, yeah, exactly. I'll get a strike for leaving a comment on my friend's comment saying, what's up, big da, B-I-C-C-C-K-K-K, da, D-A-H-H-H-H-H. <laughs> Oh, bullying. True story, guys. True story. Oh, yeah, I got the screenshot I put on the Discord. Uh, Dorsey's tweet is notable admission uh, by tech by a tech executive who made billions creating a platform that centralized the way we consume news, which is, I mean, and let me ask you this. Let me pose this question to you. Now that, that Elon has bought all this, or I say all this, but this majority uh, stake, right, in the company, do you think, one, he will make a difference in it somehow, and two, is it even worth trying to reshape this company of Twitter? Is it worth it as a platform? I say yes. I say it is worth it because they they obviously still have us hostage. Like, not everybody's on Getter. I mean, we're having a hard enough time trying to unbrainwash people from Univision and Telemundo, mm-hmm. like Spanish-speaking audiences. And you all of a sudden are going to expect for everybody to get on Rumble and Getter and Truth Social and this parallel universe of a whole second internet um i think they twitter still has a lot of influence a lot of um and they need to be exposed and held accountable like y'all literally are against free speech y'all are acting like i don't know stalinists totalitarians authoritarians like extreme radical tactics from the extreme radical left that's how i see it you know, for, I just feel really bad for the people that are oblivious, like people that are in a news bubble and don't get to hear the other side of the argument. They're just like, yes, Kentaji Brown. Yes, Queen. Slay. <laughs> Tell those Republicans. They hate to see a sister cool, calm, and collected. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's uh, a sister shutting down. Man, I got a great video later on in another episode about all this. But uh, to kind of put a pin in Elon's... Elon's uh, purchase Mm -hmm. i hope he makes a difference i hope that it actually goes somewhere um you know he i think he tweeted i don't know when it was a while back he tweeted a picture of the new ceo parag or prag whatever his name is as like memed on as like uh joseph stalin like stalin you know who who did that elon did like a while back oh he posted the ceo got it and then now the ceo is like you know we're excited to introduce you know elon as a new part of the company and as of yesterday i think he's not he has a seat on the board as well that's really what the power is. Of course. Because even when, um, uh, what's his name, man? A guy, yeah. No, the guy that did Apple. Rest in peace. Oh, Cook. Uh, I'm sorry, Jobs. El otro way es Steve Jobs. Yeah, Steve Jobs at one point was ousted from Apple, even though he was the founder, creator, etc. So Jimmy Carter, they got an SNL bit with Jimmy Carter? Uh, yeah, it's actually Dan Aykroyd. So, oh, they brought him back? Well, no, no, no. It's from, it, it's oh, a from back in the day. Yeah, check this out. You probably remember this from, you know. Is this actually. the, are we about to witness the simulation glitching? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> the simulation, boy, I see you. Bruh, <laughs> check this out. For example, cons- inflation is our friend. Wow. For example, consider this. In the year 2000, if current trends continue, the average blue-collar annual wage in this country will be $568,000. Think 
what this inflated world of the future will mean. Most Americans will be millionaires. Everyone will feel like a big shot. Wouldn't you like to own a $4,000 suit and smoke a $75 cigar, drive a $600,000 car? I know I would. But what about people on fixed incomes? They have always been the true victims of inflation. That's why I will present to Congress the Inflation Maintenance Program, whereby the U.S. Treasury will make up any inflation caused losses through direct tax rebates to the public in cash. Now you may say, won't that cost a lot of money? Won't that increase the deficit? Sure it will. But so what? We'll just print more money. We have the papers, we have the mints. I can just call up the Bureau of Engraving and say, Hi, this is Gemma. Roll off some of them 20s. Print up a couple of thousand sheets of those century notes. Sure, the glut of dollars will cause even more inflation, but who cares? Everybody will be a millionaire. <laughs> Bro. Um, stupid. And look at the quote underneath Jimmy Carter's 1970, uh, what is it, eight quote right here? That's his quote, and there's, I mean, obviously Dan Aykroyd <laughs> and then Biden. So the uh, Jimmy Carter, Dan Aykroyd quote in 78 was, sure, all these dollars will cause even more inflation, but who cares? And here's a quote from Biden in 2022. I'm sick of this stuff. The American people think the reason for inflation is government spending. More money. Simply not true. <laughs> Simply not true, says Joe Biden. Um, I'll say, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you're not studying some type of economics, then you're going to have a hard time making arguments in this, in this type of thing. Because all, everything is economics. Economics is everything. Yeah. And like I said at the beginning of my, uh, my set, uh, at the uh, Texas Latino Conservatives event, I basically was like saying, hey, y'all really want to go door to door and make a difference? Tell these people, have you seen the price of menudo lately? <laughs> this used to be scraps. This is cow stomachs. They charging how much for cow stomach? Like, we need to make barbacoa great again. Like, what the hell is going on? What's up with the price of fajitas, you know? And because everything is economic, it's the economy, stupid. It's the economy, stupid. The because economy because stupid. guess what, bro? Look, look, we live in third ward, right? We're in the trade, you know, depending on what uh, realty company, they might call this um, Midtown Museum District, you know, right? Uh, uh, medical center adjacent. That's a really the, good way of naming it. Yeah, but at the end of the day, this is third ward, you know, being gentrified. And when we were coming home, we were driving home, Marisol and I, really pumped up from uh, this great event in San Antonio. Uh, shout out to Texas Latino conservatives, Orlando Sanchez. They put together an amazing event. And uh, I had a great time. I'm so grateful for them, bro, for allowing me the opportunity for them to, because the first time I met Mr. Sanchez was via a Zoom call at the beginning of me catching all the arrows. And I didn't really have, I don't think, I think we were having Wi-Fi issues or something mm -hmm. at the time, but like they had me do a Zoom call thing. They were all in their production studio and I'm all like on the cell phone, like, uh, sorry, is it cutting out? Babe, oh, what's wow. the, bring the iPad, you know? And for them to say, despite all that to say you know what we'd still like to see him on stage at our event so we're coming home we're driving through third ward and um and my you know there's sometimes you got these old corner stores where people be hanging out and i'm not saying they dealing drugs but you know it don't look like they got a job and it look <laughs> like they're hanging out in front of a corner store owned by mr mr kim or mr park <laughs> so we're driving up and we're fired up about this event and we're like so these are the folks that can you imagine the Republicans, like, 
or even Governor Abbott's team, like doing some kind of outreach. I was like, can you imagine an event with Slim Thug, Lil Kiki, Paul Wall? You know what I mean? It's kind of far-fetched to yeah. see all these folks be like, hey, we're here with Governor Abbott and just hearing what he has to say for us, right? Because people like Bum B and Trey and all these Houston rappers, by default sometimes and a lot of times by um, you know their good actions, they have become community leaders. Mm -hmm. I'll say we... Somehow, some way, the the Houston rappers have become community leaders. Whether it's you know Trey the Truth going out rescuing people from natural disasters, doing more shit than FEMA, doing more than the Red Cross money, right? Him and DJ Mr. Rogers going out literally hands on with boats and four by fours and shit, and going with shovels and helping. And Derek Lewis can't forget the Black Beast. Derek Lewis, exactly. Uh, shout out to him. Este. But imagine them all getting together, like you said. Exactly. That's the point I'm trying to make. Can you imagine Bum B saying, and then I think this is far-fetched, and I'm not a mind reader, but it'd be awesome to see Bun B say, I'm here meeting with the Republican candidate as well, because you have the opportunity to be like Ice Cube. I was just going to say that. To be like Ice Cube and be like, hey, man, has Bethel gone to the tray? Has Bethel reached out? He probably has because it's like low-hanging fruit for him. He mm -hmm. gets to go just say his rhetoric. A Texas for everyone. Yeah. A Texas for everybody. And it's like, and I'm out, bitch. I'm hopping in my Sprinter with my security <laughs> detail. Uh, but I would love to see Bum B, who is also a Second Amendment enthusiast, yeah. uh, say, you know what? I feel like freedom is on the ballot. I feel like the Second Amendment and our rights are on the ballot. And I'd like to hear what Governor Abbott has to say. Don't hate me, Bethel. Don't start writing hit pieces on me, Houston Chronicle. Right. Right? Because you know how the left plays. The left plays real dirty when it comes to their newspapers and everything else. Don't get out of line and don't step off the narrative plantation. So I, that's my dream. My dream is to, have, is to see Slim Thug like meeting with Governor Abbott and saying... I want to hear what he has to say about the guns well, you know, and the economy, et cetera. Now's the time. I mean, it's not far-fetched, honestly. Like, let's look at what we've gone through as a, as a country over the last two years, right? Like, nothing mm -hmm. could, nothing's out of the realm of possibility with what's been going on. And if you're paying even a little bit of attention, and I assume they are, you could just literally sit back. You could pull up a chair and turn on a couple of different monitors or TVs with different outlets and then start to just... That's weird. That doesn't, you know, add up. And then just start doing that. And then you can, you have the power as an influencer, as a celebrity, as a whatever, to just say, I'm going to call a meeting or a congregation of these people yeah. and whoever this party is and that party affiliation, we're going to chat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe you can help me put something together where maybe like Lucky or Baby Bash. And just we, here's the thing, man. The left loves to bully. Yeah. So I almost have to walk on eggshells if I were ever to invite any of my friends who are public figures mm -hmm. to anything because I have to be cognizant of what they may be risking yeah. from the bullies, bro. It's true. Like if I were to tell Baby Bash, hey man, I'm gonna have a studio session and um, you know, uh it's a you know, it's it's gonna be just low-key intimate. I reached out to Paul, I reached out to Lucky, da 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 da, -da whoever, whoever, even some of these young guys, Fat Tony, mm -hmm. uh uh Bo Bundy, um Esteban Gabriel, like whoever, man, like it's unfortunate that they've bullied us into this cancel culture corner where you're afraid. Like even, I mean, there's comedians, bro. There are literally comedians who think just like me and you would never see them speaking at no event like I was at. No, of course TLC, not. even though they agree a hundred percent. So they about to miss out on that whole opportunity, Yeah, you know, and not to be like sounding like, oh, opportunistic or he's a grifter, nothing like that. But it's like so much is at stake. And so many people are afraid to even 
take pictures with somebody, shake a hand, or an att attend an event. So this is how I can see it happening, right? <laughs> Slim, you want to hit this shit? Oh, what's up, Chingo? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, Kiki, man, thank you for stopping by my um, listening party. You know, we greatly appreciate you being here. You know, it's star-studded event. Have you heard about the Supreme Court justice and what she voted on? It, 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 everybody is one rabbit hole away i'm telling you uh bum b's rabbit hole might be wait so the desantis thing wasn't don't say gay that was something it was about parental you know parental right or or a candidate um a rapper who maybe has concerns about the educational system or a rapper whose angle might be the economy or a, a, maybe a rapper who has like businesses who could be hurt from some of the left's policies or or whatever. Yeah, the hard thing too is just, and, and you just have to be honest with it up front. Like it, some of these feely, talky feely kind of points will will hurt people's feelings without them saying like, "I don't like that" because it hurts the you know my feelings by how you said it or what it may mean or whatever. It's like if you just leave, let's leave that all out the door. We're all gonna come in here. We're gonna chat about actual, let's say policies and people and whatever without getting triggered by the way it makes me feel. Right? Yeah. That we've let that take over way too much. Yeah, and you know. You know, I have to shout out Thomas Sowell. Uh, right now, I have the audio book I'm listening to, uh, Dismantling America. Mm -hmm. And it's like a collection of essays. I highly, first of all, you would think, right, the scenario I was mentioning about like going through the hood where people hanging out, obviously the economy is a major issue. If you're hanging out all day in front of a corner store doing God knows what, walking distance from a school zone, and a park, literally adjacent to a small park. Yeah. If you were able to say, hey, man, don't be alarmed. Like, this is a black man that wrote this. Like, if don't take it from me. Take it from Thomas Sowell, who's going to break down what's the difference between um, universal health care and these, uh, this rhetoric about universal health care. And it's like, <clears throat> can I explain to you how, how socialized medical care works because that's that's what we that's really what this is they're calling it healthcare, but we're talking about how long you got to wait for that surgery let's talk about it in terms of like tax dollars dollars and cents quality of service apples and oranges can you go to any doctor you want or are there restrictions for example the government uh thomas Sowell breaks it down like this he says would you rather have a million dollars that the government's gonna give you a million dollars but you can only spend it at wrestling for wrestling tickets or you can opt out for B where it's here's one hundred thousand dollars cash. You do what you want. He says most of us are going to take the hundred thousand dollars cash. Uh -huh. And he's just breaking down like a lot of the rhetoric and, you know, how politicians play. Politicians will will promise you stuff. Like, you know, Jimmy Carter with the printing, Biden with the printing, they'll give you more handouts, they'll create more programs, they'll promise you the the free pre-K and the this and and just sign up for that and just say you're divorced so you can get this and say you ain't got no baby daddy, you can get that and everybody gets more and more and more and we're going to give you more UBI for the trans folk in California. They're yeah. going <laughs> to, you just get a check for saying you're trans. Uh where is that headed? Shit, I'm going to go move in with Gio and just be like, hey, man, I'm going to be trans for a couple of months. I'm going to be trans, uh, get that shit money. You know, I'm going to go hang out at the beach, maybe. Flip it. <laughs> I mean, damn, right? Um, so anyway, what I, the point I'm trying to make is this. Me and Marisol were basically talking about like, look, these folk, excuse me, these folk need to be reached. Like, how would you do it? Mm -hmm. 
I'd literally walk up, like, hey, what's up, fellas? You know what I mean? Like, how do you just dive in to politics? But in essence, it's kind of like, hey, y'all, I know, you know, we got to get this money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all see it's, it's fucked up out here, right? Hell yeah, man. It's fucked up out here right now. All right. Bet. It's finna get worse. Uh, you know about inflation, man. What's that? You know what I mean? You heard of Thomas Sowell. Uh, are you open to hearing maybe some of the things they're talking about on the right? Like Trump said it best when he was telling the black community, you have nothing to lose. People, they tried to flip it and, and take it out of context, and they were too busy painting him as a Hitler racist, misogynist, grabbing by the pee, uh, Muslim hater. You know, I've been mulling this over for a while now, but <clears throat> now it's kind of like the perfect time to maybe spend the last 10 minutes on this. So you talk about these people that, like you said, if you invited them to a private event or even any kind of event, you have to think about what are they potentially risking, right, by coming yeah. to your event. Yeah. And the reason for that is because, like you said, like you have this crazy loud minority who their goal, their one and only goal is to cancel whoever it is that you invited potentially to your event because they're... Associated. Make you radioactive. Yes, right? So... The thing is, if you're a part of the, if you if you say that I'm a part of the left, right, the way I see it is that the people that are actually contributing to society in a positive way that are on the left aren't spending, they're not mentally ill. Let me just, I'll, I'll bundle it down to that. They're not mentally ill. The people that are online that are causing all, it's like the guy that tried to like sabotage Crowder's, you know, change my mind. That guy is all left, but also he's toxic and he's not a very good contribution to society. He's a journalist for the Rolling Stone and these other publications who now is being sued for other reasons for, you know, defaming people or organizations. That he's mentally ill, right? And it, I mean, I, I don't care how shitty that sounds. Yeah. It's just what it is. Or the guy that seemed like an activist. I was doing shit for clout with yeah. the low hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people like that that are on the left. The the other success. Well, there are plenty of successful people on the left. Obviously, most of them aren't spending their time yelling on Twitter and trying to cancel bash or somebody. Or lucky because they came and did an event with Chingo Bling, right? It's just it's weird because you know that they exist out there and it's only this this small loud minority that's getting all the attention and all of the credit for canceling people getting people fired getting people whatever yeah they're against free speech yeah and, and like i was saying earlier when i named my tour last year the freedom of speech tour it, it probably landed on deaf ears right and it's kind of like what are you talking about now if you're paying attention yeah it's getting cold i know i'm trying to die. I, see, I see you bundling this up bitch um <laughs> first it was humid and i was hot um so it seems like, oh, maybe Chingo kind of saw the beginnings, the writings of the, on the wall of this, of this like, their big tech putting the thumb on the scale and the freedom of speech stuff. And remember the comment I had left one time on the Ghetto Boys podcast where I, I, I rattled off a, a laundry list of like, basically what I was saying was, to me, it seems like the Democratic Party is all about cancel culture i forget what i listed like uh more money spending all about trans rights and and yada 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 arian foster the ex uh the former uh, running back he said um he tried to debunk my whole shit he's like first of all this whole laundry list is factually inaccurate <laughs> and he said he goes on to say um <laughs> lol the democrats are not exclusively for trans rights lol uh and then he tried to go on to try to debunk uh everything i was saying but now arian would you see like if if i go to the homies in front of mr kim mr park store and i say say y'all almost like i'm from the future hey bro the democrats have forgotten about y'all they not worried about your community. They're not worried about your paycheck. They're not worried about you having jobs. They're not really worried about your employment. They're not really worried about the advancement of your people. Um, 
you know, it looked like to me, they all about trans rights. Boom. Follow me for more consejos. <laughs> Look what our, and this is what the left is, is busy. Like, why, oh, man. Why, why pander to this, you know, one small minority? You know how much, how many people are going to alienate? First of all, Beto, you got to eat more protein or something, brother. Uh, look like you're on that soy, my G. Um, <laughs> come on, man. Don't, I thought you put the, the cursor on his grill, man. Leave that man's grill alone. <laughs> he can't help that. He can't go to Matamoros, get a new set of teeth. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. I, here's the thing. This is how I'm going to take it, right? We're okay. looking at the photo. The photo of Beto O'Rourke throwing on a Don't Mess With Trans Kids shirt. Because it was like trans transparency, mm -hmm. uh, whatever day, right? And and Biden was like, "We see you. This administration sees you, or whatever." Right? They're pandering. Yeah. So it's just further proof that don't let the homies in third ward catch wind of how y'all done forgot about the black community. Y'all done skipped over them. Y'all done used them up already with the BLM and George Floyd. Y'all done took advantage, got the votes, got the whatever. This is how they work. Him throwing on a trans shirt. Is basically a, a little, in my opinion, it's a tactic of all the progressive liberal type of uh, rhetoric is very touchy feely, like you said, it's very like emotion of uh, what is that shit? Virtue signaling. Yeah. It's very like virtue signal, and it's just like pandering to your emotions because a lot of times young people. What's the elicho? What is it? Um, if you're young and you're not Democrat, you don't have a heart or something like yeah, that. Yeah, if you're if you're under, uh, I think it's like if you're under 25 and you're not a Democrat, you don't have a heart. If you're over uh, 30 and not conservative, you don't have a brain. Yeah, that's a great fucking quote, and that's what they do. They want to make it all like kumbaya, like woo, Hillary, I'm with her, and yes, Queen Biden won. Remember Eva Longoria? Oh my God, you had John Legend and Chrissy Teigen toasting, saying uh, f Donald Trump and you know, it was cool then to criticize the president, this and that. Dude, um, here, I'm going to go ahead and play. Do you, you want to do you want to save Whoopi's uh, latest woke rant or do you want to go ahead and play it for the last five Democracy minutes? has won. This is such a beautiful day for democracy. Latino Hollywood. I ain't, heard, I ain't forgot about you. All right, let me, let me just what, what did Whoopi do? this bitch have and play it and we'll spend the last five minutes talking about this. Whoopi Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen. A ver, aquí está. You know, this is the most ridiculous. Just say, I don't trust a black woman to do the job. Because I know that y'all didn't have these same issues with Amy Coney Barrett. You didn't ask those questions. You didn't have those problems. And when Amy Coney Barrett answered the same way that Judge... Katani Brown did when you asked her if you thought they were going to need more people on the Supreme Court. Nobody seemed to have a problem with her answer. No. But so many of you have problems with, with Judge Brown. You know what? What about Clarence Thomas? I know what this is. Yeah. We all know what it is. We know what it is. Mind we readers. recognize it. We're used to, to this. But you know what? We're used you to can't it, take away what this We know what is. it is. She has the chops to yeah. do the job. Yeah. And the fact that you are saying, well, no, I'm not sure, just tells me once again. So are y'all going to talk about the, the pedophilia saying, cases? Well, not know, at all. Not sure oh, y'all going to skip that over you're that. You're not thinking about what's right for us. You're not uh, thinking about what's us. best for the country. Amy Coney, Coney Bear. Yeah, so that's kind of the Whoopi's latest stance on why people would want to. Uh, Basically, it, it's so lazy. It's so lazy and lame and played out to just be. Uh, uh, you know, victimhood and victimization. And we know, because we're mind readers, y'all don't want to see a sister on the bench. And we know what it is. It's racism and race, 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 race. Well, guess what? 
y'all just gonna skip over and glance over her giving these uh child rape and pedophilia like some disgusting disgusting stuff that she had to sit through bro she had to be um privy to the images and the actions that were committed and this is an industry and it's only going to victimize people of color uh, like a motherfucker right these little kids in mexico are gonna get snatched up because you got a corrupt government and corrupt police force and everything else these little kids are gonna get snatched up and used up unfortunately by these sickos and the values of this supreme court nominee I know can't reflect what the average American, the average Texan, or anybody. Um, hard segue here. Just an honorable mention for the for the episode because I thought this was wild. I don't know if you'd seen it, but did you see the uh, the rapper who was murdered who had his uh, uh, yeah, body yeah. standing at the nightclub? <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, Bryson Brown did a uh, a little skit about it. Did he really? Yeah, dude. This is crazy. Stiff as a board. And then the DJ is just bringing it back. Dude, I don't know why that made I, me I feel just, so weird. I just need more context. <laughs> the, his family said... Hey, because the club packed in him up. Well, his family said this is what he would have wanted. Wow. So this is like his uh, celebration of life going away. Yeah. Who is the... um? What, what you call the people that prepare the body? The... Oh, the... Uh, mortician? The, is it? Or the pallbearer? Not pallbearer. No. The... Uh, Fuck. Whatever it is, yeah. Mort- I'll just go with Mortician because they had Morticia on Adam's family. You, you remember that? You're <laughs> yeah. too young. Yeah, okay. now I remember. So that's a fly's name, Morticia. But like, that's that Mortician did his thing because most of the time they got to deal with the body and like bomber lay- and bomber. Yeah, laying down. This one they like we gonna stand them up. Dude, that's wild. I left a comment on Bryson's. Um, he did a he did a skit where he's like, man, these chicken wings good than them. He's like, is that a body? And he's like. <laughs> He's like, they got the body in the same spot with the chicken wings. And, and I left a comment. I was like, this has to be New Orleans because. Oh, do you know where it was? Was it New Orleans? No, it, it was the Dallas. Uh, I mean, DMV, the uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Oh, OK. I don't know if it was Baltimore or, or what, but um, or D.C. itself. But, but I left a comment. I said, this has to be New Orleans because New Orleans has this like Creole way you know you got the you know the voodoo mm-hmm. right it was a slave oh, it was a right, slave right, port right. and you have this different bubble of a culture where they they deal with death differently yeah they deal with death you know they have the second line band where uh they'll they'll like parade the uh the coffin and they'll have like the instruments and everyone's dancing and i really dig the the positive um it, it reminds me of like the other los muertos in a way where you're you're dealing with death in, as a part of life versus it being really, really depressing. It was, a, yeah, it was a DC nightclub. <clears throat> yeah, so so, so a, a, a DJ, DJ Hollygrove from the uh, Chop Stars, he left a comment under me after I put it on New Orleans. He was like, hell no, that is not us. He's <laughs> like, do not put that on us. And it turned into a thread where they're like, you owe me some shrimp tamales now and this and that. That's funny. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, avoid the view at all costs. <sighs> well, good to have you back, man. Good to be For back. For a day. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? It's it's so crazy. And when my wife does the route for the touring and when we accept different gigs and things like that, and 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 she's always like, "Are you sure you're trying to go from, you know, West Palm to or this or you know you got Tacoma, you know, are you sure cuz I know you're going to be crying and complaining." <laughs> you know, talking about 
you know, I just did Chicago and now I got to do, you know, this and that. Gotta but hey, get le- it where you can. Yeah, that's right. Legalized Freedom Tour. Get your tickets now. Get your tickets now. I feel like the tour, it's, I mean, it's been great. It's been a great start, but I feel like it's really about to pop off. Um, I feel like we got more ducks in a row and I, I still want to drop that um, pr- political spoof promo yeah. of like, you know, like a political ad, but it's from my tour. If you see a Texas day, don't wait. <laughs> yeah, Get yeah. Tickets. Those are coming up. And who knows, man? I might be popping up. God willing, I might be popping up at some of these um, gubernatorial race uh, events. Uh, God willing. Looking forward. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot is at stake. And so everybody that listens to the show, if you're from Texas, you already know what I'm talking about. If you're listening to the show, you already know, do not California our Texas, all right? We don't want none of that NYC, LA. We don't want the entire state to be Austin. And I cracked a joke on stage about Austin, nice. knowing that the governor's mansion is there, the governor's based out of there. I wasn't going to hold back. I still had to crack my jokes talking about the homeless or whatever, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, I still I still do my thing. And, uh, and I think that's what people like, you know? Hell like, yeah. Whether you know regardless authentic and funny so thank you guys so much for tuning in can't wait to see you at a stop uh legalized freedom tour get your tickets now chingobling.com and i'll see you guys later peace